what he's doing is he's beating up his wife, and then the next day she's got bruises, and he says, you know what, honey? You did a good job covering up that bruise on your face. Good work. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. This is the David Allen Show uh, in a special December edition. Uh, I think I say that because we've not done one in December yet. <laughs> well, this, is this is the special <laughs> December edition, yeah. Uh, welcome, how are you? Ah, peachy. Really, that's great, peachy. So yeah. good. <clears throat> well, there's a few things going on that we really should probably uh, what clarify, clear up, get out of our craw so we can move on. What? Into the next regime. I'm not going to go down the road of letting you gloat too much. <laughs> I won't at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hat you're wearing tends to uh, get tight. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yesterday was the 14th. Today's December 15 for those that, uh, that care. Uh, 2020. Uh, yesterday was the 14th, which is the day. Holy cow. Was the day. That the um, Electoral College, sorry, hold on. The Electoral College um, had to certify, to vote. They, they had to vote for uh, the president. Now, the way the elections work in our country, tell me if I'm wrong, is uh, we have a popular vote in the states to vote for our electors. We are not voting for the president. Technically. We're voting for the electors. <clears throat> and so, they then get together on December 14 and vote. According to the popular vote. So, it, it, it's like a three-part, not three, it, it, it's a third-hand vote. So they're supposedly listening to their state, the popular vote, and some of the states have it set up that uh, it's uh, split out based on percentage of vote. I think Nebraska is one of those states, and maybe Maine, um, where you have a, you know, so two-thirds goes to one guy and the other third goes to the other. Well, that's how they break up their electoral votes. Most of the states, I believe, and you may know di different than me, are um, winner-take-all electoral votes. I think that's how most of them work, correct? Yeah, I think so. Well, according to the Electoral College, uh, now, I only say this because I've only been able to hear from the media, but according to the media's reporting on the Electoral College, uh, Joseph R. Biden um, got 306 of those electoral votes with Trump getting 232 or something like that. So, um, that puts him over the threshold. The winner. Of 270. The, the winning threshold. And I'll just do this. Um, <laughs> now, I still hold to my prediction, and I still am going to claim being correct. <laughs> of 
the only way that old sleepy Joe Biden wins is if there are shenanigans. And I think our last show we talked about that. Yes. And then yes, we did. Uh, I asked you <clears throat> since that show, uh, personally, privately, I should say, <laughs> uh, about the uh, the possibility that the uh, these legal cases would have any kind of effect. And would you remind right. me of your uh, your answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of call it the uh, the Epstein effect. <laughs> Yes. Okay. 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 Yes. This is exactly where we need to go because you you said that. I, I said, do you think it's going to work? And you said Jeffrey Epstein. And of course, how in the heck can you correlate that? Well, do that for us, would you? Well, Jeffrey Epstein. Hung himself. I think. Yeah. And right? most people... Most people were quite certain that he had a bunch of dirt on some very powerful people. Mm -hmm. So he's in this high security jail in New York City. And he apparently uh, kills himself at the same time that all the videos went down and the guards fell asleep. And later on, a medical examiner came out and said due to the amount of uh, the fractures on some bones in his neck and whatnot it was his opinion that he it was likely a homicide all that came out and it, it just kind of blew away it's gone there's nothing no one talks about it anymore nobody talks about it it's a joke <clears throat> and even but it's only a joke among uh conservatives uh, so, so else? do you think the left has just decided? You know what? We're this has to go away. We can't talk about it anymore. Well, of course, the the the, the same people that hate Trump uh, we're on that list. You think? What's that? We're on that list. Um, wanted it to go away. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, well, we don't want to speculate. I want to clarify that we don't want to say who was on that list because we don't know. So we don't want to put any. Uh, bad blood out there. So, for anyone listening, but what it does is, is it 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 lifts up the curtain. If you if you were to continue down that road about Jeffrey Epstein, mm -hmm. it would reveal stuff that they don't want revealed. Mm -hmm. They can't come out. It can't come out. So that's one thing. If people uh, cover it up, but the way that this whole thing happened. And even beforehand, tons of people are saying there's no way he will survive trial. There's no way. He he has to go. He has to be killed. Mm -hmm. And then he dies in a very suspicious way. And then it just disappears. And other than some crazy conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, it, it went away. Well, if they can do that, which is an obvious a suspicious activity that should have been investigated. If they could do that, there's no way, one, that they won't be able to doctor votes. And if they do get doctored, there's no way the Supreme Court or other judges are going to 
allow whatever uh, legal challenges to stand. Well, but wouldn't that imply that the legal system is not blind? Uh, at a certain point, it isn't. Th- but the that's a, majority- that's a problem, isn't it? Well, I mean, consider even even in the Soviet Union, when it was communistic, very communistic. Um, the legal system probably by and large functioned normally, relatively normally, in that if you were caught stealing, you would have to go before a judge, something would happen, they would give the evidence and whatever, you know, you might be thrown in jail. Go to China now, if you break the law, I mean, one of the common laws that, you know, like theft and whatnot, you know, I'm sure you're probably assigned a judge or a an attorney or an advocate to, you know, to, to go through the whole legal uh, machinations. So just like in everything else, <clears throat> the vast majority of the, um, the legal system is going to do what it always does, except when the foundations of power get affected. At that point, it's no longer blind. They're not going to allow certain things to happen that might upend the system. Who? So no. Who? The courts? Yeah, exactly. So here's my struggle. No, the people above the courts. Oh, and then people in charge of the courts. Perfect. Here's my no, problem. I mean, seriously, I mean, there are very powerful people that are pushing everything that they push. Yeah, and ha- they're in the 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 uh, spy agencies, in the yeah. three letter agencies, and so I mean that's why none of this is going to actually go through. Even if it was legal, it's not going to be allowed to. Because do you think that Trump? I mean, my my view on him is he has, if nothing else, he has exposed the system for what it is. But he's only exposed it to people who believe, who believe he has. Well, uh, how how else could, I mean, there's no, nobody will believe him otherwise. Right. Yeah. But, but the people that don't want to believe it, mm-hmm. that, that, that don't believe that that system even exists. Th- it doesn't matter what Trump says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. They would never allow any legitimate evidence to prove otherwise and if it did come out they would bury it Mm. so all you're doing it's basically preaching to the choir but that choir is half the country well what is it well that's a good point i'd say probably 10 to 15 percent of the country maybe if that because even the people that that support Trump or who are there's going to be a lot of people that uh, voted for Trump that necessarily um, it's a vote against Biden or other people. And then there's 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 tons of people that don't believe in any quote unquote conspiracy theory because they've. You know, they drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. 
All right, this from September 12, 2018. I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, find that the ability of persons located in whole or in substantial part outside the United States to interfere in or undermine public confidence in United States elections, including through the unauthorized accessing of election and campaign infrastructure or the covert distribution of propaganda and disinformation, constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States. Although there has been no evidence of a foreign power altering the outcome or vote tabulation in any United States election, foreign powers have historically sought to exploit America's free and open political system. In recent years, the proliferation of digital devices and Internet-based communications has created significant vulnerabilities and magnified the scope and intensity of the threat of foreign interference as illustrated in the 2017 Intelligence Community Assessment. I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with this threat. According to, accordingly, I hereby order <clears throat> Section 1. This is the executive order signed by President Trump two years ago. Not later than 45 days after the conclusion of a United States election, the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the heads of any other appropriate executive departments and agencies, shall conduct an assessment of any information indicating that a foreign government or any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of a foreign government has acted with the intent or purpose of interfering in that election. The assessment shall identify to the maximum extent ascertainable the nature of any foreign interference and any methods employed to execute it. The persons involved and the foreign government or governments that authorized, directed, sponsored, or supported it the, the Director of National Intelligence shall deliver this assessment and appropriate supporting information to the President, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Treasury, the Secretary of Defense, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of Homeland Security. B. Within 45 days of receiving the assessment and information described in Section 1A of this order, the Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security, in consultation with the heads of any other appropriate agencies and, as appropriate, state and local officials shall deliver to the president, the secretary of state, the secretary of treasury, and the secretary of defense a report evaluating with respect to the United States election that is the subject of the assessment described in section 1A. The extent to which any foreign interference that targeted election infrastructure materially affected the security or integrity of that infrastructure, the tabulation of votes, or the timely transmission of election results, and if any foreign interference involved activities targeting the infrastructure of or pertaining to a political organization, campaign, or candidate, the extent to which such activities materially affected the security or integrity of that infrastructure, including by unauthorized access, disclosure of threatened disclosure or threatened disclosure of, or alteration or falsification of information or data. Now, this thing goes on and on and on. Um, it certainly would appear as though he was prepping for, I mean, there's 12, 
12 sections to this order. Yeah, but uh, what does that require? Well, I don't it know. Requires, well, it requires an infrastructure that is um, interested uh, in making sure that there is no manipulation of the election. Yeah, but so some are saying, and just December 18 is the 45-day uh, threshold. Like that that's the end of 45 days, according to people I've been paying attention to. Um, I didn't do the math. Sorry, I didn't bother counting. Um, the, uh, what the implication is, the Dominion software is not an American company. It's a foreign company. Um, and so, thus, there is the, the speculation that that might trigger some of the stuff that's in this executive order. To, if nothing else, to be revealed, if not uh, potentially cause a problem. Okay. I'm just saying that that's like, and I don't know if this is the last, the, the final, the final straw. Now, some are calling it the last, what are they saying? It's the, uh, uh, the, the end game, Trump's end game. And his end game really is just declassifying everything, which I would love to see. I want yeah, but- him to declassify all of it. Even the no. moon bases. Let's do that. Come on. Declassify <laughs> that stuff. Or if they're aliens, Area 51, let's declassify that. Why not? Do you think he has, well, do you think he has the, the guts, first of all, to even try it? Um, or, or would he not or be to, allowed to? To declassify? Yeah, all, all, all kinds of stuff. Like uh, reports on his opposition, reports on Democrats, reports on, uh, you know, all, all things that you look at it and it's a bunch of black bars. The date's not redacted, but everything else is pretty much. Well, can he order that? Yeah, well, yes. The, I believe the president has the authority to declassify anything. Um, now, I, I'm that, sure there are people that would, that would stomp their foot pretty hard. It would be interesting to see if that's actually true. Well, because does isn't the president, especially with national defense, the president is the head monkey there, isn't he? Okay, so... So, I'm the president of the United States, okay? <laughs> Woo! I, I tell, thank you, I decide that I am going to order the entire military to give up all the codes, to abandon your posts, go back home, and I invite China to come and take over uh military. I uh, declassify and I send over to, to, and I order them to send over to China all of the blueprints on how the F-22 fighter works and every other thing that is in the system that uh, is high-tech equipment that we're developing. And I order them to all to do that immediately. I also order them that I am uh, to, uh, to do whatever the premier of China sets. Does that mean that the military is going to do that? Well, if you're the commander of the military, don't they technically have to? Now, they don't have, they don't have to, no. But isn't it their responsibility to? 
Well, no, because it's the Constitution to uphold the Constitution of the United States. <clears throat> this, this from an article I just found says experts agree that the president, as commander in chief, is ultimately responsible for classification and declassification. When someone lower in the chain of command handles classification and declassification duties, which is usually how it's done, it's because they've been delegated to do so by the president directly or by an appointee chosen by the president. The majority ruling in the 1988 Supreme Court case Department of Navy v. Egan, uh, which addressed the legal recourse of a Navy employee who had been denied a security clearance, addressed this line of authority. Here's a quote from that case. Um, the president, after all, is the commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States, according to Article 2 of the Constitution. The court's majority wrote, quote, his authority to classify and control access to information bearing on national security flows primarily from his cons this constitutional investment of power in the president and exists quite apart from an explicit congressional grant. So that sounds like, at least regarding defense, as commander-in-chief, he can do whatever he wants with that information, according yes, to that but, 1988 okay. Supreme Court case. And how much, uh, is there anything in there that says the amount of time that it, uh, that they have to declassify it in by? Oh, or like if he process. says declassify it, it's just open or it's now it's going to take another 45 years. It's like the, the no, audit of the defense department. You know when that's coming? <laughs> well, I mean, like if you 2035, get, uh, 2035 is their plan. Oh, yeah. are you kidding? 15 and more then, years. So they can hide all the money. Well, my point is, like a Freedom of Information Act, uh -huh. you have a certain amount of, a reasonable oh, amount right, of time. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's, what, a month, month and a half between now and when he's no longer president? They can always say, well, we have to review it, we have to collate it, it'll take us 60 days, and then when he's no longer president, Biden comes in and says, belay that order. And well, you know, th that's actually just it. Executive orders, which most presidents rule by, and I hate it, but they do. Um, <clears throat> they get to like all these exec executive orders that Trump has signed. Biden yeah. theoretically will come in and say, nope, unsign them. Right. Right. And so, I mean, shoot, what in the world? And then he'll sign his own is the other thing. He's going to add his own bullcrap. Well, the, the other thing about uh, declassifying things like um, aliens, mm. so he could go, uh, do we have any information about aliens? And they say, nope. Or, yeah, we have some photos. Okay, declassify it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does he know all the information that they have? How mm. is he going to know that they are actually giving up all the information that they do have unless they do an audit i mean the whole thing i mean i was thinking about this this is like in mexico when you have a new president come in and he says we're gonna smash the cartels mm -hmm. and they hire a, a defense secretary to to come up with a new strategy to get rid of the the cartels well that might work if the defense secretary isn't in with the cartels 
and the people under him aren't in with the cartels and high-ranking people in the military and the federal police aren't in with the, the cartels. But if they're all intermixed and the majority of them in one way or another are influenced by the cartels, how effective is that going to be? Mm, it's yeah. not. <clears throat> yeah. So they can say whatever they want. <clears throat> I mean, same thing with this Q, uh, this in the Q person yeah. suppose uh, has any of the information that has come out from this Q person or people or organization been correct? Has well, anything happened? I don't know the answer to that. Well, no. I mean, they were going to arrest all of these uh, 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 sex traffickers mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> that they were going they were going to do this, you know, trust the plan, I think, was one of the things they kept on saying. And nothing nothing's changed. Nothing's different. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so it it, it is so. Maybe corrupt is the right word, but maybe not. I, you know, the whole deep state thing. I mean, that's totally true. And if if it was easily taken down by <laughs> one person, then it wouldn't be that deep of a state. Well, but I mean, it's not true if you listen to any of the media. It's like, oh, how ridiculous could they even be that there's a deep state? That's not even close to truth. So don't even talk about that. That's a conspiracy theory. I mean, that, yes, that, that's but, as but conspiracy every, as QAnon to the media. QAnon, that was it. But, um, but, but see, my point is this. You didn't have to have Trump coming out talking about the deep state for the people who believe in the deep state to believe that there's a deep state. It's not like he came out and starts talking about deep state and there's people that are like, oh, wow, there is a deep state. I had no idea. Hmm. I mean, maybe there is a couple, <clears throat> but the vast majority, you're either going to believe it based upon what you see, or you're not going to believe it regardless of what you see. Yeah. <clears throat> now, on the maybe that more optimistic side, um, <clears throat> The deep, it seems to me that the deep state or these people, Biden, the rest of them, they have children, they have grandchildren, they have, um, you know, they're not incredibly stupid people. So sure? they're, they're going to want the world to move forward and not, you know, become this dystopian wasteland. Um, <laughs> well, who, who's who's going to want that? Well, unless, um, and this is where I'm not certain, un unless they're Luciferian, the deep state <laughs> right. Luciferian, mm -hmm. then you want the Antichrist and Satan to rule and blah, blah, blah. But um, assuming that that's not the case, I think you could make the case that for the average person who isn't super wealthy or super poor uh lower to mid middle class uh life probably won't be that much different you know 
unless of course unemployment goes through the roof. But at you, a you know, point, speaking of unemployment, go ahead. What what certain point? <laughs> well, at, at a certain point, with the deep state, if things get bad enough, people are going to they're, they're going to revolt. Um, so you're going to have to placate the people as much as possible. You're going to have to balance things as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> so. So, so what what is the ultimate play then by the deep state, shall we say? Is it just keeping the the American people in in a state of limbo, just this back and forth swing? And so we just have this constant uh ripping and so at some point they're just going to go holy crap, yes, just take over because we're tired of this swing back and forth. Well, I think I think the ultimate goal is to make us like Europe. To what end though? uh globalism but but what i mean what do they gain by that because i um, mean absent america's freedom let's say uh the, and innovation half of the crap they use wouldn't have wouldn't have been invented right well you know that might be the case but if you're one of the royalty i mean you're going to have it pretty good or your head's going to get cut off Eventually, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, if it comes down to it, are we replaying the French Revolution? I don't think so. The, because um, you know, the conservatives have all the guns. Yeah, but in order to have a, I mean, you have to have a just court system in order to use them unless you remove the court system, right? Well, all you have to do is just be patient and well, wait. Well, but but, but well, maybe. But but you have to comply for twenty years, right? I mean, but if they it comes are. well, exactly, and this is the problem. That's going to end soon, especially in this pandemic, like lockdown culture. New York, New York City. They're talking about full lockdown, like shut down the city. First off. What in the world does that mean? And what kind of repercussion is that going to have? Germany is going on a hard lockdown. I, I have a cousin uh, that's in the uh, military over there. And she, she's, her, uh, her husband's there. She said, um, Christmas cards aren't going to go out because we're going into the hard lockdown. I don't know what that means. Other than mail's not going to get out. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Maybe. Maybe maybe this is is there is this the breaking point? To, to yeah, maybe. Well, Comrade Walls, your governor from the state that you reside in for some reason. <laughs> uh one hour ago on Facebook, <clears throat> he uh shared a link to um the story from Minnesota Public Radio that uh the legislature passed a COVID aid bill for businesses and workers, $216 million. Uh, wait, taxes are going up. That's fine. Um, here's what he said in, in linking that. He said, our small businesses have made enormous sacrifices to their own bottom lines for the good of our state. That is an absolute horse crap lie. Yep. He forced them to. They did not choose this one bit. So now, yep. how is this not an abusive relationship? 
because what he's well, doing, well, yeah. what he's doing is he's beating up his wife. You know, let, let's make, go down this analogy road. And then the next day she's got bruises and he says, you know what, honey, you did a good job covering up that bruise on your face. Good work. Good job, honey. You yeah. Can take a you did punch. so good. That's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 horrible. It makes me so furious at that arrogant a-hole. Because who does he think he is? And he's not alone in this. I mean, this is almost across the board from the governments of each state. And he'll get reelected because of all the millennial uh, leeches in, who live down in the cities uh, who are allowing, like, like, like the city council of Minneapolis. It'll be, it'll be I, to me, it'll be funny because I guarantee you they're going to either reelect them that that allowed the city to burn, yeah, or they're going to elect somebody just like them. <laughs> and so, to me, that's that's humorous. It, it, you can't you can't <clears throat> um, you can't make this stuff up. But my point in terms of over time, in twenty years, you're going to have the majority of Americans between the ages of, I don't know what, 15 and 40 or 50 are going to be like the average person from Minneapolis or, or Seattle or Portland or Los Angeles. It's, it's going to be that way. Why does it have to be that way? Yeah, I, I, I know it is, but why? I mean, why do we have to allow it? Uh, because the alternative is killing a lot of people. A lot of people dying. Because there is no, there's no other, it, there would have to be a civil war. There would have to be a revolution. Mm-hmm. And in order for there to be a revolution, there would have to be massive bloodshed. <laughs> uh-huh. And who wants that? The only people that are going to want to do it would be akin to um, uh, my next door neighbor. I know that they rob places and I know that the guy there probably has killed somebody. So let's go over there and kill them so that they don't kill somebody else. Mm -hmm. And the average person isn't going to do that. Now they might kill them if they come and try to attack them and try to take what is theirs or harm themselves. That's the only way that the, that, there will be a revolution except for some of the more uh, radical ones on the right <clears throat> apparently the sheriff of orange county don barnes said it's been a very impact uh, let's see we have He's basically saying we're not going to enforce the G- Gavin Newsom's orders, the stay-at-home orders, uh-uh. because it's not a legal issue. He said compliance with health orders is a matter of personal responsibility and not a matter of law enforcement. The Orange County Sheriff's Department will remain consistent in our approach. <clears throat> so, he said... Uh, Amid the defund the police movement, public officials keep redefining the way police can operate. 
I'm not sure that we want to be in a position that law enforcement operating with that mission in mind to go out and arrest lawful residents of the county who are trying to make ends meet and are doing so by following the rules, he said. The rules can't change week by week, and it's been difficult for our constituents in Orange County throughout the state and the nation, quite honestly, to keep redefining the way we operate. Do you think that we are at a breaking point? We, America, the, the, the slaves, the people that are not the elite governments that have not lost a dime in this in the last 10 months, uh, do you think that um, it, it, the, the, the camel's back is broken? Not yet, no. What will it take? Well, I, you know, I was laid off for two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made more money not working than actually working. Yeah, but that's not sustainable, and it's what they found out. So, I mean, that, that was a neat, why? Yeah, well, sustainable it, for for how long? I mean, well, I, for the government to continually to support to prop up people for to not work, that's not sustainable well, long term. They could do that for a year or two. Really? How? You keep printing money. I know, but eventually that money becomes uh, see through. Only if or or do they go away from the paper part and it's only on it's only digital. It's a, it's a one or a zero. Well, it it only becomes worthless if people think it's worthless. So if you can still buy stuff with it. Yeah, but what if I can't buy stuff? I can buy stuff here, but I can't buy stuff across the ocean. But they have to buy. They see that's that's. So do you think we have them over a barrel, so to speak? China, we, absolutely, because we're the reserve currency. Well, for how long? So, Exactly. The the second we're no longer the reserve then it's currency, over. then then it's over. Hmm. Yeah. Who determines that? Is that the deep state? <laughs> well, I think that's probably one of the reasons why um, we have bases everywhere in the world. Um, the <clears throat> I guess it was Kissinger back in early seventies. Old Hank or Henry. Yeah, uh, negotiated with um, uh, OPEC for them to require dollars in order to buy oil. Hmm. Um, at that point, our dollar had inherent value because you had to swap out your currency in order to buy our currency in order to buy something else. Oh. <clears throat> so the rest of the world has been basically, in a sense, propping up the dollar you know ever since then and you know that's just the way that's just the way it is until it's not and then the minute it's not uh the more money we print like if you don't need a dollar in order to buy oil Mm -hmm. it's going to be very difficult um to buy things outside this country (laughs) because they will likely not want a dollar. They might want a, a different currency. So then you have to convince this other country, take take our dollars that you think are worthless 
and so that we can buy your money so that we can buy oil mm-hmm. or whatever. It'll probably be a basket of currencies. But it, anyways, when that happens, then, you know, then it's going to get really bad. All right. I just want to um, let everyone know <clears throat> that um, the Savior is here. The COVID vaccine has been distributed and they've shot people already with it, with it, with it. Not, not, no, with, with, with that. Sorry. They've, 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 they've plugged people with that. Uh, <clears throat> this from two days, two days, two days ago. This is a Monday. Updated to yesterday, the 14th, from the New York Times. So it's truth. Uh, don't question it. Among all the tools that health agencies have developed over the years to fight epidemics, at least one has remained a constant for more than a century paper vaccination certificates. In the, ni- in the 1880s, in response to smallpox outbreaks, some public schools began requiring students and teachers to show vaccination cards. In the 1960s, amid yellow fever epidemics, the World Health Organization introduced an international travel document known formally as the Yellow Card. Now, I actually had one of those because I had to have a, uh, a shot uh, to get in, in, in or out of Uganda back 15, 20 years ago. Uh, even now, travelers from certain regions are required to show a version of the card at airports. Uh, but now, just as the United States is preparing to distribute the first vaccines for the virus, the entry ticket to the nation's reopening is set to come largely in the form of, you guessed it, a digital health credential. In the coming weeks, major airlines, including United, JetBlue, and Lufthansa, plan to introduce a health passport app called Common Pass that aims to verify passengers' virus test results and soon their vaccinations. The app will then issue confirmation codes enabling passengers to board certain international flights. It is just the start of a push for digital COVID-19 credentials that could soon be embraced by employers, schools, summer camps, and entertainment venues. Quote, <clears throat> This is likely to be a new normal need that we're, that we're going to have to deal with to control and contain this pandemic, said Dr. Brad Perkins, the chief medical officer at the Commons Project Foundation, a nonprofit in Geneva that developed the Common Pass app. Geneva, how about that? Um, the advent of electronic vaccination credentials could have a profound effect on efforts to control the coronavirus and restore the economy. They could prompt more employers and college campuses to reopen. They may also give some consumers peace of mind, developers say, by creating an easy way for movie theaters, cruise ships, and sports arenas to admit only those with documented coronavirus vaccinations. But the digital pass has also raised the specter of a society split into health pass haves and have-nots, particularly if venues begin requiring the apps as entry tickets. The apps could make it difficult for people with limited access to vaccines or online verification tools to work or visit popular destinations. Civil liberties experts also warn that the technology could create an invasive system of social control, akin to the heightened surveillance that China adopted during the pandemic. Only instead of federal or state governments, Private actors like employers and restaurants would determine who can and cannot access services. Which I almost prefer that. That it would be a private... Like, I, I should be able to 
decide who comes into my building. I don't want the government deciding who can come into my building. Yeah, but don't you think that what will happen is uh, like places like uh, South Dakota will not enforce that, maybe, quite likely? Yeah, but but the state may not. And this is where the, the private side will. Stores will. I won't be able to walk in the grocery store. I can't go to Walmart, let, let's say, going down this road. I won't be able to go to Walmart um, to shop unless I can scan my little app that proves that I'm safe. So then, um, like uh, homeschool. Yeah. Okay. If they don't have homeschools, they create Christian schools. So then... You, uh, it seems like it would be uh, a, an opportunity. So you want to go to Walmart to get stuff. Okay, we'll create a middleman that will get the stuff from Walmart, and then you buy it from us, and we charge 5% extra. You come to our building, we'll pick it up. You can pick it up at our building, and you get whatever you want from Walmart or whatever place. So a, a, uh, <laughs> a personal shopper concept. Well, I mean, for one example, mm-hmm. you know, a movie theater. Okay. I'm going to have a movie theater where you don't need this nonsense. So you can come to my movies whenever you want. Well, but what will happen is the movie, the, the companies making the movies won't distribute to those theaters. Possibly, but then possibly not. Well, but probably they won't because China, well, first off, China controls the the Hollywood uh, and the media. So, I mean, really, but all they have to do, they're already on board. I mean, all the new shows are implementing masks and the talk of, you know, like they're, they're building into the script how we're supposed to be living today. You got a mask. You got a mask up. You got to have your, um, you know, social distance. You can't go out unless you have to. Uh, you know, you got to love grandma. Uh, and if you don't love grandma, then you'll go out. But if you love her, you won't go out. Um, you'll love grandma so much that you won't see her until she dies. That's a that's a good way to do it. Uh, I I I personally just see this as as one step closer. Because how many people know that, that you know do not have a smartphone? I know some people. How, how many? How many? Uh, I don't know. How, you know how many I know? How many? Just one? One adult that does not have a smartphone. <clears throat> now. And it it goes back down to, I mean, I still am, I mean, I, I'm waiting for all the stores to, to force, because they're, they're forcing a mask. You got to look a certain way. Well, that's not going to be good enough. They're going to now force the vaccine in order for entry, because holy cow, you can't kill people. If you, if you don't have this thing, you're killing people and you don't even know it. And your mask may not even help that. So we're going to have to prove you got to wear your mask and you have to have a shot. And if you've had COVID already, it doesn't matter. You still get the shot. <clears throat> so you, who have had this this thing, uh-huh. you got it. You're going to have to get the shot. Or what? 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying in that instance, it wouldn't matter that you've had it before. You still would need the shot because we don't know if you get any kind of immunity from having the disease. We want to give you immunity from not having it (laughs) or not. We don't know. Maybe every 90 days you're going to have to get a new shot, a new series of shots. So basically, we're going to be like needle suckers for the next what? 50 years? So people go uh, heroin addict? No. COVID. <laughs> yes, you have tracks all over your arms, sir. What's going on? Nothing. No. <laughs> it's my two-shot series. It's fine. It's okay. And I know I, I sent this to you and uh, our, our lovely friend Jay, who has... Um... Uh, let, let's agree to disagree. I wouldn't call him lovely. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you there. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so... The, I believe, the largest medical establishment in the state of South Dakota and possibly in Minnesota as well is Sanford Health. Are they the big, or is, I guess Mayo is probably biggest in Minnesota. <clears throat> I don't know. But the, uh, okay, th- this is from Sanford Health Health's blog. And this will probably be, we'll wrap this, this little rant of mine and then we'll, um, this is going to have to be a short show today, but I had this, this just makes me mad. The Sanford chief physician. So this guy is on paper, at least he's a doctor. But he's a politician. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. If he's the chief physician. This is written, um, by Courtney Collin. December 10th, 2020. All right, a vaccine to prevent the novel coronavirus is coming. And every day, Sanford Health is one step closer to filling the shelves of its storage freezers. Late Friday, December 11, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued the first emergency youth authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine. This is an mRNA vaccine. This allows for the vaccine to be distributed in the United States. Quote, This, quite honestly, is the year of the pandemic. Is the most, sorry, in the year of the pandemic, is the most exciting thing we've seen, said Sanford's chief physician, Jeremy Cowles, MD. It truly is, in my opinion, a game changer and the thing we were hoping for to not only get people back to the things that they enjoy doing, but to be able to do it safely. It's absolutely fantastic what we're able to get here. Uh, This vaccine is good, it's still quoting, this vaccine is good at spreading itself and is good at infecting people, he said. Additionally, he says these vaccines will dramatically slow down and eventually stop the spread by developing, quote, herd immunity more quickly. The latest data in South Dakota shows nearly 80% of people have not had the virus. Now, I heard that South Dakota was on fire. I mean, if you can't walk, like thought about coming to South Dakota, you were going to die from COVID-19. That's what I've heard. Now, I happen to live here and I'm not dead, but whatever. Um, Dr. Cowles said, va- privilege. <laughs> yeah, said vaccination, vaccinating at least half of that 80% will help the population reach herd immunity before we see more serious illness and death. Now, I just question that all day long, but whatever. He encourages individuals who are young 
and relatively healthy, who don't believe they need a vaccine, to think about people they could spread it to. Quote, this vaccine stops that chain of transmission in its tracks, so they the virus... So he, well, it's a quote, direct quote from him, all right? This vaccine stops that chain of transmission in its tracks. They don't know that. So the virus doesn't travel through you to Did get you to somebody me? else. <laughs> in my opinion, he says, he explains, this is the most important part about what this means to those who would say otherwise. I probably don't need the vaccine. I'm going to be fine. Whether or not you're personally excited, this is the way to protect you and the ones you love. It's the best option we have right now, so we don't repeat what happened this year. What if I hate the ones I love? Then you don't love them, clearly. Well, what if so, I love them in my own hateful the, way? <laughs> that, yes, hate is love. Uh, <clears throat> you probably say all lives matter, too. <laughs> all right, so he is the head. Head physician. This guy has a medical degree. This guy is the one who determines, uh, I believe, the health practices. The me- I'm not sure exactly what the role is of, of the chief medical, chief physician at a hospital. Do you know what that role is, technically? No. All right. Maybe, maybe kind of being the, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But isn't it like the same as somebody who's in, Somebody who's in charge of a union, he's not going to come out and say unions suck. No, but so, but, but my problem is he guy, made he made some claims. He made a claim. Yeah, the one that you claimed he does. We don't know that, and I'm pretty confident we don't know that. According to the CEO of the company making the vi- the vaccine, as the race to create COVID nineteen vaccines rages on. This from December 4th, 2020. With two candidates likely coming to market this month, it's worth taking a moment to recognize that despite all the apparent successes, there's still a lot we don't know about how the vaccines will work. Case in point, the CEO of Pfizer, which produced the vaccine that's said to be more than 90% effective, says the company doesn't yet know whether people who've been vaccinated can still carry the virus, potentially spreading it to others. How, how in the world can that physician, the head monkey physician at Sanford, claim that young people who don't think they need it need to get it because it will stop them from passing it on to their loved ones? There is no evidence of that. How can he do it with a straight face when the CEO of Pfizer the company making it said, we don't know if that's possible. We don't know if it stops it. Well, I think the, the guy the, from Pfizer, I'm thinking um, the, the mRNA supposedly tricks your body to produce these proteins that are on the outside of the coronavirus, which are your white blood cells will identify as an invader and we'll start attacking it. So I think what he's saying is if you take the vaccine and you're producing these and your body is, um, is producing antibodies, you could still potentially catch it, even though you don't, won't really get sick. Right. And, and Robert F. Kennedy says you can then pass it on still. 
Yes. That's the, that's, that's my problem. Yeah, that's the issue that I have with what he said. Is oh, it's going to stop the transmission in his tracks. That is absolutely untrue or unproven. Oh, stop being such a baby. Just take it like a man. <laughs> take this shot and suck it up. <laughs> it's going to be good for everyone else, not you. Everyone else. It'll come in like four different flavors. It'll be great. <laughs> now, Dvorak made the claim, <clears throat> the observation that the the spike protein that this mRNA vaccine is supposed to train your body. Now, keep in mind, this doesn't alter your DNA, so don't be afraid of it, okay? This is, a, this is a vaccine style that's never been proven to work before. They've tried it over the last 30 years, and they have never, ever, ever been successful at making an mRNA vaccine that works, okay? So just so Until you know. Until now. That's right. Now is the moment. So there's, they've never been able to do it before, but they did it this time. Buckle Until up. Now. In record time, even. Record time. Mm-hmm. Well, his claim, which I I would love to hear some uh, scientist refute it or or uh, verify it, is that uh, the spike protein is, is is a coronavirus spike uh, visual. It's not necessarily related only to this COVID nineteen thing. It is. Uh, it should. And so his thing is, if you get this and your body learns that that spike, it needs to get rid of every time it sees it. You should never get a cold again. Every coronavirus should be gone. So you should be protected in theory from all of that. And then he made the observation, which I had not thought of, uh, that cannot be allowed. Because can you imagine the amount of cold remedies that will be obsolete? Well, then they'll just have to make a different virus. In the lab in Wuhan and then release it. <laughs> Surreptitiously release it? Yeah. Well, and, and maybe that's the case, but it's something that I hadn't considered, and I think it's a fascinating thought. This, the potential ramification of hurrying this thing through. Oh, we got to save this thing. They might have stopped a whole bunch of other things, which will cause Big Pharma to shudder. That's not going to be good. Can you imagine? Muse, I mean, all the cold remedies. Oh, you got it, you know, cough and cold. Gone, done. You don't need it anymore. You will not need to buy that anymore. How, how crazy would that be? Stockholders in those companies are going to be livid because their stocks are going to plummet. And so that's not going to be allowed to come out. So here's, here's my prediction. My prediction is this vaccine, this thing, it got rushed out under Donald Trump. Donald Trump did it wrong. He pushed it wrong. And so what's going to happen is, oh, we got this thing. It's so great. We shoved it in people. We're going to have some high-profile people die from this thing. And it's all because Donald J. Trump did it wrong. And so what we need to do is mask up for the next 10 years. According to Bill Gates, we're going to be uh, social distancing and masking and shutting down industry for at least the next year and a half. That's Bill Why? Gates' claim. Well, because... I mean, it's going to take a while to get the vaccine actually out, and it's going to got to make sure it works, and it's going to be best. You know, it's just it's going to be hard, but it's the right thing to do is shut down all these industries. I'm having a hard time um, being okay with complying right now. I, I'm very, very pleased that I live in the state that I live in. 
but I'm frustrated because the positions that every other state has taken stops, and the federal government at that level, stops my ability for free and unobstructed travel. And that irritates me. Because I, I can't drive into Virginia. If I drive there, it's a forced two-week two week, uh, um, quarantine. Driving in there, even. Now, how do they do that? I don't know how they find you. Well, I know flying it is in New York. Yeah. But but it's it at, at what point will the American public actually stand up and say no? Or 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 are we too far down the road where well, and what it would take, I think, is it's probably gonna take uh some law enforcement that will actually say, No, we're not doing that. Mm. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think you're ever going to see a police department ever do that because the police department serves at the behest of the city council. Whereas a sheriff is directly um, uh, accountable Elected. to the people. Well, in right? most states it is. In some, in some states, they're appointed. The sheriff is the appointed in some states? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I, I'm losing even more faith in the medical industry right now. I mean, not, not that some of the people aren't doing a good job. I don't want to say that. But it, it's the, the top, the heads. When I read that thing from Sanford Health, who was supposed to be like the, I mean, it's the gold standard of health in this state at least. When he came out and made that claim that this is going to stop the transmission of the virus, and then I saw that the company making the virus, or the, maybe the virus, making the vaccine, uh, says we don't know if that's the case. I just struggle greatly with now believing. It's just like, I mean, our whole thing, you brought it up beautifully. There's, we, there's no way we can believe the government anymore because they lied to us at the beginning about masks. Mm-hmm. And then they came yep. out and said, yep, we lied to you mm-hmm. because we didn't need you to re- freak out. Now, wait a second. How come when Donald Trump was upbeat and optimistic about this and didn't want to scare the American people, he gets lambasted and like, kicked out of office. When Anthony Fauci does that same thing regarding masks, he gets lauded as a hero. Because he's not Donald Trump. Double standard much? (laughs) I am somewhat frustrated. I'm irritated. It's fun to watch. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's fun to see the crazy people. Acting crazy? Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have to act much. All right, so predictions before we wrap this shorty show up. Uh, you predicted last time that Donald Trump would be out of office on the 20th. You still keeping keeping to that? Yep. Okay. But not necessarily. Well, okay. Is it because he lost legitimately or because? No. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, that's all that matters. At least we're together on that. <laughs> Uh, 
So, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Kamala Harris. Or, oh, 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 sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Holy cow. Um, Brits is breaking, everyone. Um, Time Magazine has named its person singular of the year. Who is it? I think you. I, I don't know, but if I had to guess, I would say it's Kamala Harris because you went, ooh, ooh. Well, right after you said, uh, here's what I'm <laughs> intrigued with. Um, the Time Magazine is a magazine, right? Meaning there's lots of writing in it. Like there's stories, there's journalism. I mean, we, we'll, we'll, we'll call it that. Whoa, 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 we'll call whoa, whoa. it that just whoa, for, whoa, whoa. for sake of brevity. Um, and theoretically, there has to be some sort of English grammar. Yeah, that's proper. That sounds like something the patriarchy would would promote. When I saw that the Time Time magazine had named its person singular of the year as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> I mean, for, first off, it either is really telling or they're fools, which may be both. Because it's possible that they are one and the same. Have you ever heard now and you're you're much, much older than me. So you've yep. been around a whole lot longer than I have. <laughs> yep. Um, have you ever seen a, I'm going to put it in quotes, air quotes, a vice president or a president elect um, do so much preparation and outward, like out front um, uh, press conferences and announcements alongside of the vice president elect? Have you ever seen that before? <clears throat> no. Have you ever heard Usually of Usually when the president is elected, the vice president is just kind of... but I think that one of the reasons why they're doing it, I mean we know why they're honest, doing it. The reason why they have Kamala Harris as a vice president is because she's female. That's that's it. So do you think that's the only way that old Uncle Joe, the old white guy who has done nothing in his life except mooch off the government and get rich off of government deals? Uh, he he is the wrong visual for the left. No question about it. Oh, well, for sure. So so do you think that the reason that he always is standing beside Harris in everything he does, everything, I mean, heck, they, they had a speech the other day that he gave, and then she came right out and gave a speech right after him. Together, they're always together. I've never seen this before in my life where the president-elect does everything right beside the vice president-elect. Because what it says to me is she's running the show. She or or well, is being groomed. So you know what? Yes. She's always with yeah. him. And this time he won't be able to be there. So she's already going to be there because it's normal. Yeah, I think I think they're groomed. They know that he's in decline. I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. it it's so to me, it is so. um blatantly up front it's brash well but you know the people that support the left it it doesn't matter they they're fine with the election being stolen they're fine well okay it's very likely they voted for harris right yeah oh yeah Oh, Which, yeah. I mean, of all the people, geez, why her? <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> you know, 
I don't know, maybe, maybe they do some testing beforehand and uh, they find people completely devoid of any original thought or ability to uh, say no to what their overlords want. So <laughs> I don't hilarious. know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's a fascinating. Uh, it's fascinating to watch. Do you think Trump will be at the inauguration, or do you think no. he'll do his big rally in Florida that he's planning? Yeah. So what happens? Tim Pool, um, if you've ever heard of him, the t- uh, Tim Cast, yep. I think, is his YouTube channel. Uh, he's kind of fascinating. Yep. He does some things. I, yesterday, I saw a video he did talking about kind of breaking down a New York Times story about the last effort that Republicans have that might work. Uh, but he made some observations in the near the end of that that uh, really kind of uh, he, he brought to light the idea that if half of the country and the sitting president think they are still the legitimate winner and the other half of the country and the, the, the supposed incoming president think they are legitimate, who gets to decide who's legitimate? How, what happens if uh, they both think they're in the white? They should be there. Who is the arbiter of that? Who is the one that says, no, you go or you stay or you stay or you go? Who, who gets to be that? Because who, who, are the, who, who is the Secret Service loyal to? Who's the military loyal to? Who's the police department loyal to? Who do they obey in that kind of a scenario? Oh, I, I think it would be um, politicians. I mean, like... Um, you know, Trump's not loved by Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham or hardly any any of the Republican politicians. <clears throat> and he's not loved by the uh, sycophant uh, generals. Um, so all those politicians would have to do is come out and say he's a firebrand. He's this that you know uh bill barr came out and said it wouldn't have made a difference yeah but bill barr resigned yesterday yeah he did his job that's true so Hmm. Hmm. i don't know It's going to be fun to watch. So I, I'm excited about the, the next couple months, month and a half, to see what happens. And I still am holding out hope. I shouldn't be, but I am holding out hope that uh, we will get some dirt exposed. Some light will shine into the dark, dank corners of government before Trump leaves. Uh, I, I hope that he has the guts and the courage to do some of this stuff before he's out. I really do. And if he doesn't, then maybe uh, he was not the right guy. Although, we've talked about this before, his accomplishments are pretty crazy. I mean, three Supreme Court justices. Yep. 300 plus federal judges seated. But how did those uh, three Supreme Court justices do? Well, I, I, I think what it did in that case is it showed that the Supreme Court is chicken 
And so it's very possible that the Supreme Court as a whole is a joke. Yes, I'll give you that. It's possible. Because what happens when Roe v. Wade comes out? Are they going to say, oh, we don't, we're afraid of the repercussion of that. We don't want the people mm-hmm. to be mad if we change it, if, if we rule differently. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think is wrong with precedent. Is it creates this understanding that, you know what? Legal or not, like constitutional or not, if the public doesn't like it, holy cow, we're not going to be able to do it because we said one thing, but now we're going to say something else. Well, that's just an excuse because if the public wanted it or the majority of people wanted it, but not enough to to, uh, to add to the Constitution, to um, make an amendment to the Constitution, they'll just say, well, precedent says X, Y, or Z, you know. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's not it's just a pretext. Un- yeah, unfortunately, it's not about what the public wants, though, because an amendment to the Constitution requires the the Congress to actually start something, and then two thirds of the states to ratify it. Now we can almost no, get no. There. My 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 point is, um, they'll use whatever excuse they have to in order to get what they want done. Gotcha. So that's my whole point. Gotcha. Like if they would have said, if we don't do this, there would be rioting in the streets. They wouldn't say, okay, uh, we got to overturn this election because there might be rioting in the streets if we don't overturn this election. They wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You might have had more people <clears throat> okay with it, more Supreme Court justices, but you wouldn't have enough. Yeah. This is the David Allen Show special almost Christmas edition. Um, Hopefully we'll be back before Christmas also, but if we're not, we will certainly try to do something before the end of the year because we got to wrap up 2020 somehow. It's been such an insane, crazy time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, any last thoughts before we go, David? No. (laughs) Really? You? <laughs> Not too much. I'm, I'm mad. I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm excited for what's happening. I think it's going to be a fun 2021. Uh, the show should boom. We should make a lot of money. Uh, oh, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> we should get another listener or two. It'll be great. All right. Uh, have a great day. Uh, uh, en- yeah. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, do all your own research, people. Here, here. Have a great day. DavidAllenShow.com. See you later. Toodles.